The Performance Motorsports Network presents Burning Rubber Radio. Burning Rubber, baby! I know what the tradition is. You don't even have to explain it. And here it is. Burning Rubber, baby! Now, from the White Lightning TV studios in Statesville, North Carolina, here is your host, Andy DeLay. Well, it's not Andy DeLay. (laughs) It's producer Wayne on Burning Rubber Radio. And wait, wait. Wait, is that John? That's me, Wayne. Oh my God, John Dix back on camera. Oh I'm here, man, I'm here with my ugly mug, brother. <laughs> yeah, the NASCAR chef is back on the video side of things here with us, folks. We promised you he was coming back, and we finally, we finally, finally, finally got it to happen here. So, good stuff yes. having the NASCAR yes. chef back with us on video. Yeah, it's good to be back, Wayne. I tell you what, burning rubber, baby. Burning rubber, baby. All right. And with that said here, folks, we have got a stacked show for you again this week here. It's good to be back after the holidays. Uh, felt good to felt good to take a little bit of time off because God knows the producer never gets time off. So because <laughs> I, I have to put up with these bunch of mugs and bugs. And uh, but um, you know, I had a little bit of. Had a little bit of time off over the holiday season, so got to uh, got to enjoy that and rest up and relax. And um, that is until I got the flu over Christmas. Like, like who? Like, how does that happen, John? I don't know. I, a lot of people getting sick though, Wayne. You know, yeah. I'm hearing all my friends around here in South Alabama all getting sick. So Oof. it happens. Well, talk about some interesting stuff, indeed. Well, the flu, folks, I, and, and I'll be as honest with you as I can. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of vaccines, and I personally don't get them. But if you get if you get this flu that's going around or RSV or whatever the whatever the current thing is that's going around right now, make sure make sure to get to urgent care, get yourself medicated and and get yourself feeling better. Because if it does to you what it did to me, it put me down and out for two days over Christmas and I was not happy about it. So um but either which yeah. way though. About a month ago I was sick for about a day and a half, but I, I remember food. that too. What what did you do? Sneeze sneeze through the internet and send it to me or something? Um might have. I don't know, brother. <laughs> Good lord, John. But uh again, we do have a stacked show for you guys again this week here on Burning Rubber Radio. Uh we have got Lance Griffith coming on the show here. He's um legend car, Allison Legacy Series driver. Uh, done a whole bunch of stuff in just three short years in the world of motorsports here, John, at the age yep, of yep. 24 and, uh, ironically older than Zach and see, seems like Zach's keeping the older company, which me, which is, which is good. <laughs> it's giving him that experience that he needs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, and you know, Lance is supposed to be down at Daytona this week. So, but we'll let him tell everybody all about it. Yeah. There's, there's rumor that he might be down at Daytona, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from him in just a about 15 short minutes here with the announcement that he's got for us this week here. Of course, we've got news of the week coming up for everybody again this week. A uh, little bit of stuff, including Tim Scott, sadly passing away, former ARCA champion. Uh, there's Tim, other, Tim Steele. Or Tim, Tim Steele, Steel, rather. Excuse me, yeah, Tim that's Steel. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I was thinking Tim Scott. There, there's another name for that. Um, but then on top of that, there's also rumblings that the IROC series might be coming back. So not only will we have SRX, but there's a possibility that we're going to have the IROC return eventually as well. So we're going to be talking all about all of that over the course of the next hour here. Of course, it is the Mm -hmm. fastest 60 minutes in motorsports. And uh, 
Before we hit up our first foreign fuel of the show here this week, uh, folks, we cannot forget our uh, advertising partners, our sponsors of the show here, iRacing. Make sure you go over to iRacing.com to get a hold of the world's online premier, our premier online motorsports simulator, iRacing.com, the place to go for that one. Uh, a good friend of ours in Speedway Children's Charities. Make sure you go over to speedwaycharities.net and get yourself uh, set up to donate to some pretty cool charities that the folks over at Speedway Motorsports Incorporated work with as part of Speedway Children's Charities. And then there is also, last but most certainly not least, our good friends over at Drive Refine at driverefine.com. Joey Coulter, Austin Terrio, and uh, make sure you go hit those guys up. In fact, uh, John, we'll be talking in the news segment here in a little bit, but I think there was rumbling that we might see Austin at Daytona as well. Uh, I believe so, Wayne. You know, um, one thing I want to uh, bring up um, on a different subject is everybody go on uh, Stuart Haas's um, website. They have a brand new logo now. Stuart Haas has mm. come up with a new logo. It looks pretty cool, actually. Okay. Well, we'll have to make sure that we go and take a look at that when it comes time to uh, visit stuarthaas.com or stuarthaasracing.com. But with that said here, folks, we're going to step aside. We're going to take that first four and fuel of the show. And when we come back, we've got a whole bunch of news of the week for you to talk about. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. And in our family, we're used to getting involved, and I encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to caring for your loved ones. When I think about Alzheimer's and the impact it had on my family, I recognize that losing a race isn't such a bad day after all. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Racing isn't easy, but experiencing it is. iRacing puts you in the driver's seat with the industry's leading sim racing game. Drive on laser scan replicas of the greatest racing circuits from around the world. Go head-to-head -head against other drivers chosen by skill-based matchmaking to ensure competitive racing at every level. Compete across all your favorite series. In officially licensed cars, engineered to deliver the most accurate driving experience possible. Join a race or host your own with players from across the globe. Race against the computer or in a league with friends. Feel the thrill behind the wheel. Visit iRacing.com. What can we learn from a child? That spreading joy is more important than a trophy. That when we help others, we heal ourselves. That with a little love, we can make the biggest impact. At Speedway Children's Charities, our mission is simple. Help every child we can. Because all children deserve joy. And hope. And love. And if one child is still in need, then there's still work to do. Because their future is our future. And there's still so much they can teach us. 
Burning Rubber Radio is social. Like the show at facebook.com forward slash Burning Rubber Radio. Follow on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash BRR underscore PMN. And on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Burning Rubber Radio. Now back to more Burning Rubber. And we are back on Burning Rubber Radio. It's producer Wayne and the NASCAR chef. John Dix along with you this week here, folks. And you're probably wondering, where is Andrew DeLay? <laughs> well, chasing bad guys. Yep, he's out chasing bad guys. We, uh, we, we, we were lucky enough to get a FaceTime call from him right before we went on the air this week here. And, uh, he, he was, he was sitting in his, uh, sitting in his squad car out playing police officer today for this week, folks. So, uh, but yeah, all, all, all jokes aside though, seriously, you know, we, we proudly support law enforcement here on burning rubber radio. And so again, thank you yep. to every law enforcement officer, every, every military veteran, every, every active military member. Thank you for everything <laughs> you guys do. And thank you for your service to our country no matter where you might be hanging around at and across the U.S. of A. But, Wayne, that's that's my Vietnam pin right there. Is it now? Yep. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, take a look at the NASCAR chef there wearing, a, wearing that swanky Vietnam pin and uh, mm-hmm. good stuff all the way around there. But we got to get into some news of the week here for everybody right now. And biggest thing, John, uh, some new news here coming out of Alpha Prime Racing this weekend. And... Uh, Brad Perez will be competing part-time for Alpha Prime in the number 45 car uh, this year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, beginning at Texas's Circuit of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Um, Perez, who is originally from Florida and a first-generation racer of Puerto Rican and Dominican descent. Boy, got to love how they play that card <laughs> every time a news article comes out. Yeah, that uh, that race is in March, I believe, isn't it? Uh, do be- no, it's in April this year. April? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Circuit of the Americas is uh, typically run in April right before right before summertime because it's usually uh, it's usually only about 2 or 3 weeks prior to uh, the Coke 600, so Right. Yeah, but uh, but either which way, it, it, again, and I and it the, this really just irritates the living hell out of me and i'm gonna be i'm I'm being totally honest when i say this is that folks do not do not do not for god's sakes do not keep putting this filth in race articles or articles of any kind we don't give a shit about your race you could be black, you could be brown, you could be Puerto Rican, you could be Dominican, you could be Indian, you could be Chinese. I really don't give two shits. You are a racer. That is all I need to know. Right. Tell it like it is, Wayne, you know, like you really feel. And, well, you know, the same thing goes back to when they tried to do all that stuff with Tony Breidinger. You know, how they were trying to say how she was the first uh, Arab-American race car driver. The fact right. is, she's not Arab American. She was born in the United States of America. She is American. Right, right. Well, you know, it's a sign of our time, unfortunately, Wayne. And it really uh, is. You know, and so many people are getting uh, woke, if you want to call it that. And uh, unfortunately, our buddies at NASCAR are getting the same way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. yep, it's getting to be that way. And, but anyways, but on to back to the ranch with the chickens <laughs> and the horses here. And, uh, 
Uh, now, now that I've been able to get off my soapbox for about five seconds, I, f- I feel better now because I saw that when I was reading the article this morning, and it just from somebody who's been in this industry for twenty years now, twenty years I've been in this business, John, and and the last two to three years it has gotten to its peak of idiocracy, stupidity, and just ridiculousness all the way around when it comes oh, to. I'm- playing the race card, playing the sex card, playing the whatever. I could give a flying kahoot less what yep. your race is, what your sex is. I, I could give a flying kahoot less if you're one of those 50 million genders they've come up with nowadays. <laughs> and and for, the, and for those of you liberals that are out there listening, you can try and cancel me if you want to. It won't work. I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> well, um, I tell you, Wayne, you know, I've, I've been cooking in NASCAR since 89. Mm-hmm. So I've been around a long time. Yep. And I, I feel exactly how you feel. You know, back in the days, it was people were people, male, female, black, white, whatever you were. And you even know? and even then, it wasn't brought up every single week. It wasn't no. brought up like, no. um, 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 who was it? Um, uh, God. Who was the one that came back in Atlanta a few years ago and made a Bill made a, Lester? Bill Lester, yeah. So yeah, Bill's like, been on the show, right? And you're like, even back in the day, you know, back when media was covering Bill Lester in his run in NASCAR, nobody was like the first black driver in NASCAR. Nobody, right. nobody ever did that crap. Like it annoys right. me. And, and and Bill acts like a driver, you know, exactly. he's he's a friend of the show, a friend of mine. He's a great guy. And uh, Bill acts like a driver, not like a exactly. label. Exactly. That, there you go. That is the perfect description right there. We need to drop the labels. If you mm-hmm. are a racer, you are a racer. That is all I need to know about you and what division of motorsports you race in. What makes you stand out from the rest of the crowd as far as your statistics are concerned, I don't care about anything else when it comes to motorsports. And again, folks, I, yes, I'm back on my soapbox for like two seconds. But <laughs> well, you're fact, right, you're right, Wayne, because you know I grew up with Patty Moise. Yeah, and I know Patty personally. That's how I got friends with Elton Sawyer. Yep. And you know when I was a kid and Patty was racing, um, he she was a racer. She never called herself mm-hmm. a female racer. She called herself a racer. Exactly. And you have to respect that. Exactly. She and and she was the definition of a racer's racer back in the day, right. and so the fact is, again, you know, Patty Moise, Bill Lester, you know, Tony Bridinger, Natalie Decker, you know, all of these names that stand out in the world of motorsports over the last fifty or sixty years, and uh, or even Dale Earnhardt Sr. or Jeff Gordon or Tony Stewart or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be, you're not going to see them going around and be like, oh, I'm a white race car driver, I'm this, I'm that. And and I'm 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 gonna let it rest at that point because if I don't I'm 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 gonna probably say something I might regret. Um, well, one thing I wanna I wanna add, Wayne. A lot of people don't know this, but in 1963, mm-hmm. I was at Jacksonville Motor Speedway when a gentleman won the race there, and a lot of people got to do a little research and find out who we're talking about. But you know who I'm talking about, Wayne. You know. I feel like you, I should, but it's it's escaping me right now. Yeah, the first black man to win a race, 1963, Jacksonville Motor Speedway. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, we'll let folks do their research on that, and then they can uh, they can tell us what they think. Um, but folks listening to us on the Tantalk Radio Network, we know you guys uh, 
We know you guys like your uh, conservative talk a little bit, so we enjoy uh, having fun with that one. <laughs> you know, you know what? I might just talk to Big Ed and be like, "Hey, yeah, uh, well, never mind. I, I, I'm getting off on a tangent here. We got to get back to news of the week here before we get too far gone into things." And uh, something we talked about in the open of the show here this week is that uh, there's talk that the IROC series might be coming back here in 2024, John, and uh, that being because Ray Evernham. Right. has officially re- mentioned he is relaunching the IROC series and uh they're they're saying it could make a significant return to the motorsports landscape as early as 2024 IROC Holdings LLC which is a joint venture company created by Ray Evernham and former NASCAR Cup Series team owner Rob Kaufman uh, was announced on Monday morning that the company's formation and acquisition of the rights to the IROC brand so not only does Ray have his hand in SRX, he's going to have his hand in IROC. Right. Well, you know, Ray pretty much runs XRX. Oh, yeah. You know, Tony's using, they're using to use Tony's name. He doesn't have a lot to do with um, mm-hmm. the day-to-day operation. I had talked to Zippy about that at um, right. Talladega a couple months ago. And uh, as I was actually trying to see if I could get in cooking with SRX. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zippy told me I'd have to talk to Ray because smoke, doesn't really have a lot to do with it but it's going to be interesting if ray owns um the um iroc and mm-hmm. he's involved in srx maybe they're going to kind of merge or do something that's you know maybe, it's going maybe to be interesting down the road maybe bring back those original style of trans am cars because that would those were cool mm-hmm. back in the day yeah yeah Gonna be interesting to see what goes on down the road. That and and now, granted, we all know that we all know that Pontiac doesn't exist much anymore, and as far as uh, automobiles are concerned or manufacturing is concerned. But wouldn't it be cool to you know possibly see like a limited edition Pontiac Trans Am out somewhere strolling around, be like a 2024 Pontiac Trans Am, only mm-hmm. sixty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> well, you know they they can make something like that that looks like that and just kind of yeah. go old school with it. It'd be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to what's going on in the future with that. They could, and I'll tell you what: if I get fortunate enough to have enough money, I may just buy me one. I mean, just being honest. I mean, <laughs> but uh, moving on here over to one last bit of news of the week that we're going to touch on here before we get to our next foreign fuel and get ready to talk to our guest of the week here, Lance Griffith, is the Bobby Pierce. Uh, over in the world of dirt, gets himself a day two win in the Wild West shootout out in Vado, New Mexico, or Vado, New Mexico. Not 100% sure how you pronounce that. I'm going to go either way just to be 100% sure because you never know. But, uh, but, yeah, needless to say, Bobby Pierce is out uh, out out railing it around in that open-wheel dirt modified. And, God, the pictures look like they are so much fun, John. I bet. I bet. That sounds like a lot of fun. You know, Robbie Gordon used to run out there and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I met Robbie years ago at uh, Daytona and uh, nice guy. Uh, well, wish well, you that, could have done better in NASCAR. That and then uh, also our good friend Kenny Wallace and Ken Schrader also running the open yep. wheel dirt mods as well, too. So, yeah. And, yep. and you know what's funny is, and, and, and this was something I still remember when I was talking to Kenny back at uh, Boyd's Speedway back in 2021, which sadly Boyd's is no more. Boyd's was Boyd's was bought up last year and uh, it's being it's being torn down after after almost uh, after almost 75 years in operation. Um, It's being it's being turned into something completely different and uh, broke my heart to hear that because I was looking forward to 
going back to a race down there at Boyd's uh, sometime last year or even in, uh, even into this year, and then I found out that news. So not good all the way around the board, but... Um, but Kenny Wallace, you know, that, it, it, back to back to what I was mentioning here for a second before we get ready to head up to our next break here is that, you know, when talking with him uh, this past uh, that, that couple of years ago, one thing he's always talked about is that, you know, he's always had m- a, a much higher passion for dirt racing than he has the asphalt stuff. And mm-hmm. you can tell by just the the energy and the excitement Every time he climbs in and out of that car, when it comes to the dirt side of things, NASCAR, it it gets to be and and now granted and again this is from seeing it from the ins from the inside looking out, uh, whereas the fans obviously you guys see it from the outside looking in, is that it gets to a point where most of the drivers, it, it's it's not even treated as fun anymore. It's treated as just like a going to going to work for three hours a day and making twenty thousand dollars. Right, and and it, yeah. and it's it's sad that the sport we all love has gotten to where it has become that. You know, we got we've got to be able to get back to where we're having fun in motorsports. You know, go back to go back to the days of Dale Earnhardt, where if he gave you a rub on the on the right rear, it was his way of saying, "Hey, I'm here." You know, not mm-hmm. not like, "Come here, boy, yep. you're pissing me off." Yep, absolutely. And so, I mean, it's we we got to get back to the days of having fun in motorsports, otherwise. Otherwise, it's it's only going to sink further and further into a different low that we don't necessarily want it to be in. But mm-hmm. that's uh, nah, it's another time to be on the soapbox, I guess, right? For five seconds. So. <laughs> who uh, who who's keeping track? I've only been on my soapbox this uh, this this week for about six minutes. So. <laughs> Um, Almost the whole show, brother. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but with that said here, folks, we are going to step aside. We're going to take our next foreign fuel. And when we come back here, John, we've got our featured guest of the week, Lance Griffith, going to be joining us from the Inex Legend Car Series. Touchdown! You see that? Whoa, 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 we scored? Yeah, we scored going to the playoffs. I can't believe I missed that. Every time I'm buzzed, I spend too much time on my phone. What? I should take your phone away. No, no, no. I'll call for a ride. Hey, why does my face look like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm playing with these new face filters. Okay, you know what? what? Yep, that's mine. I'm going to need that back. Nope. Kevin! Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. And in our family, we're used to getting involved, and I encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to caring for your loved ones. When I think about Alzheimer's and the impact it had on my family, I recognize that losing a race isn't such a bad day after all. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. What can we learn from a child? That spreading joy is more important than a trophy. That when we help others, we heal ourselves. That with a little love, we can make the biggest impact. At Speedway Children's Charities, our mission is simple. 
help every child we can. Because all children deserve joy. And hope. And love. And if one child is still in need, then there's still work to do. Because their future is our future. And there's still so much they can teach us. Burning Rubber Radio is social. Like the show at facebook.com forward slash burning rubber radio. Follow on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash BRR underscore PMN. And on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash burning rubber radio. Now back to more burning rubber. And we are back on Burning Rubber Radio. It's producer Wayne along with the NASCAR chef John Dix. John, it's I still say it is weird being able to see you on camera for the first time in over a year. I know, Wayne. It's good to be back, brother. <laughs> yeah, it is, buddy. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> we have got to get into our featured guest spot of the week here. And this young man comes to us by way of one Zachary Murtis. And uh, also races legend cars. He's done Allison Legacy Series. He's got a whole bunch of stuff going on for for himself. In fact, uh, got a little bit of an announcement that he's going to make this week as well here. We have got Lance Griffith on the horn. Lance, what is up, buddy? Hey, Wayne. How's it going? Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we are, we are thrilled to have you on here. So, uh, legend car racing. You know, obviously, Zach Murtis is somebody who you know very well, races in the summer shootout and all sorts of other stuff with the legend cars. Uh, he, he was the one that brought us, uh, brought you into the fold here this week. And you were telling me a story about the, about the summer shootout from last year. That was for lack of a better term, a quite scary event. Yeah. It, that was my first summer shootout that I was involved in as a driver. I'd been going to the summer shootout for years as a, both a fan and a crew member on several organizations teams. And I was getting pretty good at it i felt like i was increasing my speed and my on-track awareness and everything that you want to learn in legend cars at the summer shootout and i get to round nine super excited pumped up i thought i had the most speed that i had had the entire season i get into the b main where i normally was ending up at the time and was making a lot of moves making some progress and then i go into turn one and that's where my memory goes away Uh-oh. i i know what happened I ended up getting hit in the wrong place at the wrong time and barrel rolled three times in turn two, landed on the roof. The whole body flew off the car, ended up destroying the entire thing. Uh, But yeah, it it was definitely a scary and disorienting event. I remember going into turn one and being three wide on the high side and knowing that I was going to stick it through the corner. And then next thing you know, I'm hanging upside down and there's a lot of light in the car and my wheel is still turned through the corner and there's no body left. And I'm just wondering what is happening. Good but thankfully gracious. it happened at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Those guys and gals over there on the safety team, they're great people. They were at the mm-hmm. car within two to three seconds once I came to a stop and were able to make sure I was okay. I thankfully was okay. I think it was just kind of adrenaline and a lack of understanding as to what was going on. And that was definitely very disorienting for me. I didn't quite know what was happening at the time. All I can pretty much remember from that is getting turned back over onto my wheels and climbing out of the car. And from what the Flow Racing broadcast showed, unfortunately, they didn't show the footage from that accident. So I don't really quite know what happened. Mm -hmm. All that I know is I was continually staring at my race car, wondering what happened and why it happened. 
But mm-hmm. U.S. Legend Cars makes a fantastic and safe product. I love racing those cars. They are a ton of fun if you want to learn how to race. They, they're able to teach you car control on all different varieties of surfaces and tracks and all over the world. Right. So I, I was very lucky to walk away from that incident and still be standing today. Oof. Well, that is definitely some good stuff. And again, folks, like we were talking about just a minute ago, too, is these cars look like the old school 1930s um, Ford Model T cars. So, I mean, they, they they call them a legend car for a reason. And, of course, uh, NASCAR chef over here knows exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> right, John? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> um, but in the same process here, Lance, uh, you, you've also done some Allison Legacy Series stuff as well. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, That that is not legend cars. That is uh, late models, is it not? It's more or less a three-quarter size late model. Okay. So they they race. My first race was actually at Rockingham Speedway on the road course there. Uh, I was running in the top five. I was going to have a great finish, and then my right front wheel ended up breaking off the hub coming to the checkered flag, and I slid through the dirt. I remember looking up and seeing my right front tire hit the turn one banking and thinking, oh, that's not good. (laughs) But I was okay from that as well. Unfortunately, I've had a lot of different incidents throughout my career so far, most of them not at my own fault, Uh but I've been lucky to be able to climb out of all these cars and walk away. For lack of a better term, you just haven't had the luck that you need. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. It's been pretty pretty disappointing honestly i i came into racing at a fairly older age than Mm -hmm. some of these kids i just finished my third season so i started racing whenever i was 21 wow and it it uh yeah i i knew that going into big events like the summer shootout and Mm -hmm. national events and things like that i knew i was going to be behind the eight ball when it came to experience and just quality of car right a lot of these teams make a very very good race car and i was doing the majority of the work myself mm-hmm. i was building the cars i was setting them up i was taking them to the racetrack i remember for example after my round nine flip once they brought me back from the ambulance into the garage i was the one that was putting the car up on jack stands and making runs to the parts trailer to get parts and pieces just to make the thing roll again wow so it's it it's been a great learning experience for me in many different facets. My mechanical knowledge has elevated to a level that I never thought it would be at. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud to say that I can pretty much do anything with a car now. Well, Good for and, you. well, and see that, that experience, so that translates very, very well into, into future runs in motorsports. And, you know, somebody even like John can attest to it from being around the garage area for as many years as he's been around it in, the world of NASCAR is no having that mechanical engineering knowledge, even without the college degrees, goes very far. I mean, look at look at guys like you know your Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch. Look at guys like Matt Kenseth. Uh, look at guys like uh, like even uh, Ross Chastain or any of those other guys that can sit there and literally tell you what the car is doing. And for most of the for most of those guys, they were able to do it literally the minute they got into motorsports, if not within mm-hmm. within about a year or so after. So having that experience benefits you more than it hurts you. Right. For sure. I definitely agree with that. And um but moving on over here to one last topic that we can touch on real quick before we uh, before we get ready to wrap up with you for the week here, Lance, is that you are potentially uh, sadly, it's not going to be an Earnhardt Pinion Motorsports year this year at the Arca Daytona Test. John, we were talking about that uh, off the air a little bit here. But our good friend Lance here 
is most likely going to be going to the Daytona test with, uh, rumor has it, Rayum Brothers Racing, but you you were telling me last night that it might be through a little bit different partnership. Yeah, so I've been working as the social media coordinator and PR guy for Rayum Brothers Racing for the last three years. They're a great group of guys, and I enjoy going to the shop every day and hanging out with them. And a couple months ago, Josh brought me into his office and was like, hey, I've got an opportunity for you to hop in an ARCA car with Mike Harmon. Wow. And that that kind of took me aback a little bit. I was pretty shocked by it. And, of course, I said, yes, I would love that opportunity. (laughs) So, yeah, this uh, this upcoming weekend, the 12th and the 13th, and maybe the 14th, weather depending, I'm going to be strapping myself into an ARCA car and turning some laps at Daytona. Well, word on the street has it it's supposed to be crystal clear and just very cold for January down there in uh, Daytona, Florida. So you should be you should be in good spirits getting ready to go down there and race this weekend, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited about it and I can't thank Mike Harmon and Josh Rayum enough for the opportunity. I mean, this this was something that I never thought would even be a possibility ever in my career. I I don't come from people that write the million-dollar checks and have the big businesses at home. It's just me and my mom and my grandma, and we just try to make life work the best that we can. And I remember being able to tell all the both of them that I was going to have this opportunity, and my mom almost started crying on the spot. Just I, I was going to say she was probably she was probably beyond words at that point. Yeah, she both ecstatic and a little nerve-wracking for her i i don't think she's quite understood the speed that we're going to be hitting down at daytona mm-hmm. but i'm going to try to get that away from her as much as possible yeah i was going to say because in the uh in the arca cars you're hitting every bit of a at least a buck 65 in those cars oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i'm primarily going to be doing single car runs just mm-hmm. to start off since i don't really have a lot of big car laps right. i'm going to primarily just be doing single car runs there's a possibility that I hop in the draft, but it's all up really in the air right now. Well, and well, and see, even at single car speed, you're still doing about a buck fifty-five, buck sixty around mm-hmm. Daytona, and then the draft adds that extra five to ten miles per hour. So you're going to probably top out in the draft about one seventy, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right, John? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so about absolutely. One, so about one seventy to one eighty overall. Makes me get, wow, that that's going to be crazy, <laughs> <laughs> right? But the the best the the best thing that any anybody in motorsports can tell you about the draft: don't let somebody hit your rear too too hard because if you do, it's going to end up sending you around. So just be careful right. with that, especially in the turns. Yeah. That is the last thing I want to do is wreck that car. It, it's a great piece, and Josh gave me this opportunity through Mike to be able to go down there and turn some laps and not only do i not want to let them down i also want to bring the car back in one piece for them to race later on this year exactly well good stuff buddy well i'll tell you what with that said here we're going to get ready to wrap up with you for the week get ready to head over to our next foreign fuel here and uh say hi to all of our wonderful advertising partners uh but before we do that though we have a tradition we're going to get you in on here and every single driver it doesn't matter if you're Zachary Murtis. It doesn't matter if you're John Force or Kyle Larson. Everybody has done this shout. Kenny Wallace actually started this for us back in 2008, grabbed the mic out of one of our hosts, Andy DeLay's hands, and literally said, your show's burning rubber, baby. And the cool part to that shout, then literally it's just those three words, burning rubber, baby. It gets you two tenths on the racetrack, and with the test this weekend, I'm going to say it gives you a chance of getting your ARCA license. Ooh, I like the sound of that. 
All right. Well, whenever you're ready, buddy, give us those three famous words. Burning rubber, baby. All right. I got a feeling we're going to see this man with an ARCA license, John. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Good luck, Lance. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much for the opportunity to be on the show. Definitely, buddy. Great stuff. Well, with that said here, folks, we're going to step aside. We're going to take our next foreign fuel. And when we come back, speaking to the guy to my right over here, it's going to be time to jump in the kitchen with the NASCAR chef, John Dix, when we come back. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. We all make choices. When it comes to alcohol, kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Yeah, have fun. Hey, Em, have a seat for a second. Remind me about that party again. Alex is just and adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. They want guidance and honest answers to their questions. And it makes a difference when the message is consistent and part of everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. I'm buzzed. I spend too much time on my phone. What? I should take your phone away. No, no, no. I'll call for a ride. Hey, why does my face look like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm playing with these new face filters. Okay, you know what? what? Yep, that's mine. I'm gonna need that back. No. Kevin! This is Burning Rubber Radio. Now let's get cooking in the kitchen with the NASCAR chef, John Dix. And we are back on Burning Rubber Radio. It's producer Wayne along with the NASCAR chef, John Dix, this week here on the show. And, uh, man, folks, uh, tell you what, by the way, if you want to give us a follow on social media, definitely, definitely do recommend doing that here. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Burning Rubber Radio. Twitter.com forward slash BRR underscore radio or on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Burning Rubber Radio. And uh, make sure you go follow all the platforms. Uh, also, make sure to go follow our brand new Rumble channel at Rumble.com forward slash Burning Rubber Radio. YouTube.com forward slash Burning Rubber Radio. Uh, Wingding.tv. You can find us all, all on there. May I, hey, John. Rumble and YouTube, that's uh, that's going to be the big focus for 2024 for us as far as our uh, uh, streaming distribution is concerned here, folks. We are uh, we are in the process of making some very much-needed changes mm-hmm. to the yep. show here. Because, granted, you know, don't get me wrong, all of these graphics that you're seeing on, on the TV right now, these were hand-done by yours truly. And now, granted, I don't consider myself a graphic artist by any stretch of the imagination. I just do what... 
needs to be done to, you know, make things happen, make things animate, make things look pretty, shall we say. Well, Wayne, um, Wayne makes us all look pretty, and boy, that's a job in itself. Yeah, that, that is definitely a job in itself. I'm surprised I'm not making an extra 40 grand a year doing something like that, but um, we won't get into that one. <laughs> Uh, but with that said, though, we have got to get over to the NASCAR chef, John Dixon. His recipe for the week here, John, mm. what is good cooking this week, sir? Well, I tell you, Wayne, this week we're going to do some comfort food. We're going to do a cheeseburger pie. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. This is really good, and it's very simple, really is simple. We're going to start with a pound of ground beef. Now, I use the ground chuck. It's a little leaner. Mm-hmm. One small onion. A lot of people like the yellow onion. I like the white onion. You want to chop it up real good. A cup of shredded cheddar cheese, one cup of milk, one pack of onion soup mix, which is about two tablespoons. Um, a lot of people buy the onion soup mix in a little box, and it's got the little sleeves. Just use one of those. Uh, a little more, a little less from two tablespoons is not going to hurt it. Mm-hmm. A half a cup of bisquick and two eggs. And guys, what you're going to do is you're going to preheat your oven to about 400 degrees. You want to cook the beef and the onion in a skillet. Drain off the excess fat. Mm -hmm. Then you want to spread the mixture in a 9-inch greased pie pan. What you're going to do after that, you're going to sprinkle about half of the cheese on top of the meat. And in a bowl, bowl, (laughs) you want to add the milk, the onion soup mix, the bisquick, and the eggs. Mix it all together real good, and then pour it over your meat mixture. Ooh. Then the then the other half of the cheese, you're going to put it on top. Bake it in your oven for about 25 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let it cool for a couple minutes before you serve it. Now, I'm going to tell you something, gang. It is a fan favorite, and it is a good comfort food. You know what, John? Cheeseburger pie is something I have not had in a long, long, long time. That was That was a... That was a staple growing up as a kid was cheeseburger pie. And right. uh, you know what? I, I tell you what, folks, if, if you've ever seen OnlyPans on Facebook, and you, you guys will know who I'm talking about if, you, if you've if you heard the name OnlyPans, it's uh, <laughs> there's a thing on that one, John. I'll tell you about that one later in case you're not right. familiar. <laughs> um, <I'm> not. <laughs> but I think we're going to try and get John set up to where it's like OnlyPans, where we're going to give you get you some reels on Facebook showing you prepping these recipes. And then, folks, we're also going to be working on getting the video of these recipes being prepared uh, in the kitchen on the show here, too. That is something we are working on for 2024, is uh, having John in the physical kitchen cooking these recipes so that you guys can see how well they turn out. Uh, But real quickly here, we're going to go over and just take one last look at the recipe for the week and cheeseburger pie and mm that picture just looks <laughs> that picture looks scrumptious yeah some good old comfort food wing yeah buddy and uh you know what considering i got back on my diet uh well when i had the flu here and sadly it was kind of forced to get back on the diet here and folks and you, you've probably been looking at your screen too every once in a while you're like wait a minute what's he what's he what's he drinking and uh you you would be you would be correct i'm actually drinking a bottle of water right now i've been been back on water now for about four, for about a month. Yeah, I drink a lot of water during the day, and um, that and... it doesn't it doesn't show though, Wayne. But I do drink a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you still got your girlish figure, John? Who are we kidding? You don't tell anybody. 
<laughs> hey, Robin knows, and that's all that matters, right? That, that's um, true. That's true. Got me out of trouble, Wayne. Thank you. <laughs> um, but that and there's uh, there's actually something else. Uh, being an Uber driver, one of the many fun things. Speaking of nutritionals, that uh, the, that I had a chance to, I actually had a chance to meet somebody who was uh, part of the Crushet Coliseum. The, their corporate office is actually based here out of Statesville, John, and uh, they got me hooked up with a mm. protein supplement uh, uh, demo, t- uh, like uh, like a little test bag. So we're gonna we're gonna try that out here after the show goes off the air today. It's a vanilla pound cake flavor milk uh, uh, protein shake. So we're gonna we're okay. gonna find out <laughs> we're gonna find out just how good this is gonna taste. <laughs> So that sounds like fun, Wayne. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting time in a couple hours. I'll let everybody know if I'm still alive at the end of the day. <laughs> I'll check on you later, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one other thing too, and I and I was mentioning this to you uh, off the air here earlier, John, is that uh, something that I got a he- uh, hold of in the kitchen here this past weekend. Uh, actually, tried to make tacos for the first time in a, in a long time, and did uh did a sausage taco because i had some you know i still had a leftover pound of jimmy dean sausage from uh from back around christmas time when i usually like to make sausage balls and um hope they're not donkey balls no no they're definitely not donkey balls definitely not the donkey balls they're not they're not they're not the huevos they're not that big uh <laughs> but um but either which way no i, I made some made some sausage tacos and uh, actually some sausage nachos uh, for my roommate this past weekend too. So that was, uh, that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. We do a lot of nachos around here, um, during football season oh, yeah. on Saturday afternoon, watching some college football. Oh yeah. Get you, get you mm-hmm. some sausage, some hamburger, heck mix the two of them together. And yeah. then, uh, and then, and make, make sure folks, if you're going to do nachos, if you're doing uh shredded cheese, now this is now John can obviously tell you better than I can. If you're doing shredded cheese, make sure you throw it in the oven so that it actually bakes onto the chip and you get that ooey-gooey sensation. Yeah, absolutely, Wayne. Just heat it up. Don't need to heat it long, but just get it good and melted. You're right. That's That uh, makes the nachos good, brother. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Man, that, see, now I'm getting hungry. Now, that, See, now I'm going <laughs> to definitely need that meal replacement so that I'm not hungry the rest of the day. Um, but with that said here, folks, again, if you ever want to reach out to the NASCAR chef, John Dix over here, all you got to do is send him an email at racing to the grill. That's R A C I N G the number two, the grill at gmail.com. And, uh, again, folks, we'll take one last quick look over here at this week's recipe here. Cheeseburger pie from the NASCAR chef, John Dix. And with that said here, folks. We're going to step aside. We're going to take our final foreign fuel of the show here this week. But when we come back, John, we've got some final news of the week coming up for everybody here. And uh, rumor has it uh, there's uh, a new, uh, a not so new change with Mercedes coming through uh, F1. And uh, I think Erica Enders is also in the news again this week. You ready for that one? We're ready, brother. All right. We'll be back right after this. If you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. 
Don't drive bust. Racing isn't easy, but experiencing it is. iRacing puts you in the driver's seat with the industry's leading sim racing game. Drive on laser scan replicas of the greatest racing circuits from around the world. Go head to head against other drivers chosen by skill based matchmaking to ensure competitive racing at every level. Compete across all your favorite series. In officially licensed cars, engineered to deliver the most accurate driving experience possible. Join a race or host your own with players from across the globe. Race against the computer or in a league with friends. Feel the thrill behind the wheel. Visit iRacing.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. And in our family, we're used to getting involved, and I encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to caring for your loved ones. When I think about Alzheimer's and the impact it had on my family, I recognize that losing a race isn't such a bad day after all. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. What can we learn from a child? That spreading joy is more important than a trophy. That when we help others, we heal ourselves. That with a little love, we can make the biggest impact. At Speedway Children's Charities, our mission is simple. Help every child we can. Because all children deserve joy. And hope. And love. And if one child is still in need, then there's still work to do. Because their future is our future. And there's still so much they can teach us. Visit our website at burningrubberradio.com for recipes from the NASCAR chef, John Dix, and more great content. Now back to more Burning Rubber Radio. And we are back on Burning Rubber Radio. It is producer Wayne along with the NASCAR chef himself, John Dix, on video for the first time ever in a long time. In a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been, it's, been, it's, been at least a, it's been at least a year. So. Been about a year, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. had me uh, hiding here in South Alabama, and back in the woods, <laughs> hiding on the using, cannon string. Yeah, using a cannon string to call in. But you know, we finally mm -hmm. uh, we finally found some daylight out here, and so we got uh, a little <laughs> bit of internet and uh, got me on my old ugly mug back on TV. So we're here. Yep. So uh, so some good <laughs> stuff to have you back on the TV side of things, as well as always on the radio side but now now you're not limited to just the one segment anymore you can be with us the entirety of the broadcast which is really really nice to have you around yeah John. i'm excited thank you wayne and, and glad to be back and uh we love our listeners out there and um you know we just love yelling burning rubber baby burning rubber baby and <laughs> um 
But back to some final news of the week here before we get ready to wrap up for the first show back in 2024. And oh my God, it's hard to believe that that time has already come. Uh, but with that said here, uh, folks, I can't sing. Uh, my girlfriend thinks I can sing, but uh, I can't I can't carry a tune in a bucket. So trust me, I already know. Um, but moving into the world of Formula One here now and uh, some news that just broke here uh, within the last couple of days is that uh, Williams F1 is going to be hanging on to Mercedes as their manufacturer of choice through 2030. So Mercedes-Benz will continue to power Williams Racing and Williams Motorsport through 2030. And the news was confirmed on Monday morning uh, as Williams becomes the brand's second customer team confirmed for the next generation of power unit regulators, uh, or excuse me, regulations that will be introduced mm -hmm. in 2026. That's good. That's good, Wayne. I'm looking forward to F1. I actually went to an F1 race years ago in Silverstone, England. What was that, 1942? <laughs> Uh, 43 <laughs> smarty pants, uh, make you feel older than you are. I love it. Uh, yep. <laughs> no, Pedro but, Rodriguez won the race. Tell you no, how long ago it was folks. I was in the 1970s. So don't, don't, don't let, don't let, don't, don't, don't grab the pitchforks and the torches yet. We, we rip on John because <laughs> he, he is the, he is the senior member of burning rubber. Radio. <laughs> yeah. And I actually met Jackie Stewart at that race oh wow. one of my one of my heroes yeah that was a long time ago that was in uh actually it was in 78 or 79 i believe it was wow there you go yep yep super cool stuff well uh with that said here uh moving on over now to the world of nhra here real fast and erica enders and uh, angel sampe uh officially have been marked as the winningest women in motorsports john cool and, Congratulations to them. Yeah, that's great. But now, again, I'm going to get back on the soapbox for a minute because, again, it doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, black, blue, brown, zebra-striped. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. give a flying cahoot. If right. you are a racer, you are a racer. I could give a, right. I could, I could give a flying cahoot less if you're a man or a woman or uh, or zizou, zhaze, boo, 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 hoo, hoo. Yep, and that's what our society's got to get back to, Wayne. You were correct. Yep, exactly. Drop, mm -hmm. drop, drop the labels and just have fun with what you're doing. So, Erica Enders, yep. Angel Sampe, congratulations on being the winningest female competitors in motorsport. Right. And so, that that is the that is the nice way of putting it without sounding too ash. <laughs> and um, but one last bit of news that we're going to touch on here real quick before we get out of here for the week, and that being one Wyatt. Miller, a.k.a. The Thriller from North Carolina. <laughs> and if you're wondering where that name sounds familiar, that is Carson Elledge's brother, a.k.a. Kelly Earnhardt's son. Got himself yep. a win a couple of weeks ago here back on New Year's Day in the Tulsa shootout and got himself a golden driller. Yeah, that's cool, Wayne. He's a I forget his age, but he is not very old and he just Eight getting started. Old. Eight, Eight years yeah. old. Yeah, I knew he was just a little guy. Yeah. Congratulations. So congratulations to the thriller Wyatt Miller. 
Boy, that just rings off like a true announcer, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. He's already got a nickname. Good for him, though. Congratulations, Wyatt. Yeah, congratulations goes out to Wyatt Miller. In fact, actually, it's kind of cool because Carson was talking about this on her uh, on her Twitter page where they have officially created uh, new shirts for Wyatt. And I'm trying to find the uh, I'm trying to find the name of them here. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the Maybe I Will, Maybe I Won't shirts. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know where the name came from. I just know that that was the theme that uh, literally came up when uh, when Carson was working on doing the PR stuff for Wyatt uh, this past uh, couple of weeks ago over at uh, the Tulsa Shootout. Which, by the way, folks, the Chili Bowl is also coming up here in just a couple of weeks as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the mm-hmm. official kickoff to racing begins at the end of January and the Rolex 24. So do be ready for that. Yeah, guys, I've been to that race a lot, and that's that needs to be on your bucket list. That 24-hour race is a lot of fun. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff all the way around the board here. But uh, with that said here, John, can you believe we're already at the end of another show already? Fastest motors, fastest hour in motorsports, Wayne. Yes, there we sir. are. The fastest 60 minutes in mm-hmm. motorsports. And with that yep. said here, folks, we have got to get out of here for another week of Burning Rubber Radio. And for everybody involved in the show, Andy DeLay, John Dix, Zachary Murtis, Taylor Burris, Jeremy Taylor, Bobby Dale Earnhardt. And for our guest this week, Lance Griffith, I am producer Wayne. We love you guys. And until next week, when we come back for another round of TV, radio, and all sorts of fun, Burning Rubber, baby. Burning Rubber, baby. Burning Rubber Radio is a production of the Performance Motorsports Network in association with the White Lightning TV Studios in Statesville, North Carolina. This week's episode was produced by Wayne Owens. Remember to visit BurningRubberRadio.com for news, recipes, and more great content. Burning Rubber Radio may also be downloaded from our podcast site, pmn2.com or from Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts. The opinions expressed on this show are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect those of the Performance Motorsports Network or the Scorpion Radio Group. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of the Performance Motorsports Network or the Scorpion Radio Group.